When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 455 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by the chili, Ben Askren. Chili and funky. He's got the toboggan on. Ben, are you cold? Is it especially cold? Uh, it's uh, No. Ponsatine Phil saw his shadow, so we're going to have spring coming up pretty soon. Is what okay. Heard. Shout out right? to you. you heard? I did not. Is- I actually had not heard anything about Groundhog's Day. I, I heard that yeah. too, Ben, but Austin did not get the memo because it was 80 degrees here yesterday, and it was 30 this morning. 30. Can you believe Ooh. that? Brutal. Uh, we had a couple warm days. Now it's more like medium warm. Medium warm. Not, what's, not what's, what's medium warm in Wisconsin? Medium warm is like 32 degrees, like right at freezing. Okay. Like, you know, for, for, for February, if it was like you know 5 degrees, that would be terrible. If it was like 40, that would be fantastic. So – no, we're here at like 32 degrees or something. Not so bad. That's nothing. All right, great. Who, who said climate change was a bad thing? So it's, it's wonderful. Okay. Plenty to get into because we basically were only able to talk about one duel last time. There's been a lot of changes. And, and, and some terrible bracketing. Has USA Wrestling contacted you guys yet? They have not contacted me. I think you should. You should I'm, I'm dead serious. You should send it to them. Send them the bracket. Okay. I'm not gonna send them the send FRL them. show. Be like, "Hey, Gary, food for thought here." But um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, if you emailed someone there, I'm sure that would have more okay. um weight than anything okay. I could I could present. Um, who do you think the bracket guy? Is? You think you think it's Rich, or you think it's who do you think the bracket guy is? Well, I would imagine Coach Zadig, maybe C- Cody Bickley, Rich, or I mean, Rich is probably not super involved with that, but. Um, I bet I bet Bickley's the guy to start with. I'll uh, I'll hit him up. He's a good dude. I'm sure he'll be happy. Yeah. Happy to hear from you. Um, as happy as he can be, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we were I was looking through the rankings and the, all the changes that have been going on this year, and how many top four teams there have been this year ranked in the top four. There have been nine. Well, it's. it's- it's just past past number two. It's a disaster. I mean, the next next whatever nine teams, I guess, all just kind of rotate based on how their guy does that week. What I should have done is like how many weeks each team spent in the top four. Obviously, Iowa and Penn State have been there throughout. I think Ohio State has probably been there the second most, second longest. Yeah. They, I they, can uh, try to do that while you guys. He can do that real quick. Wait, Wisconsin's been Wisconsin's in there a bunch been, too. They, they made yep. They made a fair amount of visits to the top four. Yes, they've been uh, in yeah. the majority of the year. 
But I'm curious, they're Ben, just, what is your, your current thoughts on, on the top four and how you see the, the trophy race actually materializing? I think any of those teams can get it. I mean, it's just there are so many teams that are so close right there. It's going to come down to which guys have a little better performances um, and, and possibly even, like, who gets the better seeds from, from the conference championships. I mean, I think there's just so many factors there. And I don't see there's, like, oh, this team's way better. I mean, if I had to pick a number three, it's probably going to be Ohio State simply based on the fact that they have three number ones, Yeah, two of which – two of which – I'm pretty sure they're going to be in the finals. Being yeah. Obviously, Pletcher and more. I'm like, eh, those guys are going to be in the finals. I don't know that you have another team where you're obviously excluding Penn State or Iowa. I don't know that you have another team that you're so sure they're going to have two finalists. Right. And even, even you know, uh, yeah, I would say Iowa's pretty sure two finalists. Penn State has two. But very, very there aren't many teams, even Iowa Penn State, where you can say, yeah, for sure, three finalists here, no doubt about it. So that's why yeah. I do I do think that. I think Wisconsin has – I think the top four as it is right now, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, is actually the way I'm leaning because I feel like with Wisconsin, Gross is going to place high. He's, pro, he's my pick yep. to win it. Um, Moran, I think, is actually – whatever he does is – him and Cole Martin are kind of like icing on the cake more so than I think like super realistic top eight guys. But tr- I mean, Tr- Tristan's beat everyone besides Luke Pletcher. I mean, he he does own a win over anyone in that bracket besides not named Luke Pletcher. So I know. Yeah, I mean, I, why I, why do I I I really like Tristan a lot, like as a guy, and I like watching him wrestle. But why yeah. do I just not have? I don't have confidence that he's going to be able to pull it off at, at NCAA. He, he, he always pulls out this last minute shenanigans. Like, I mean, it feels like every every uh, Mitch McKee match comes down to overtime or the last second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. But he has wins over Nick Lee. He's got win over two wins, multiple wins over Mitch McKee. He's got wins over uh, Chad Red. I mean, like I said, he's beat like everybody that's ranked highly besides Luke Fletcher. Right. Um, so, now, obviously, Evan, Evan Wick's going to be a uh, probably at the the basement. I think would be a, a fifth place for him as the as low as it gets. And Hilger, I think you're feeling pretty similar that the ba- that the bottom is a five. So. You know, I, I think Wisconsin's looking like they're probably going to finish pretty highly there. Um, uh, Arizona State's another team where it's like, okay, you have the for sure Zahid points, but then who else is for sure? You know, you, could you see T- Tanner Hall All-Americaning or Anthony Valencia or Josh Shields? Um, you could see all those guys All-American, but I don't think it's guaranteed at all. No, I think Tanner would be the second most likely guy to place. I think he's he's probably top five this year. But man, heavyweight's really tough. We've been talking about it a lot, and Anthony and Shields, I like them, but not as sure about them. I, I like Nebraska a lot. I like you and I. NC State oh, Nebraska, is interesting. Nebraska is good. Nebraska's got a really good shot at. They're a team that you know. Again, they could have a whole bunch of fifth through eighth that don't score a lot of points, and so when you're comparing, you know, Ohio State, who you say okay, two in the finals, those guys will probably score on average. If they let's say they may just make the finals. On average, by fifteen to eighteen points by making the finals, right? Each person, uh, a seventh place finish is going to score you about seven points. So you need two to three of those to match up for a finalist. Yes, which which is something you've been pretty critical of the NCAA tournament scoring. You don't like it, and I, I actually yeah, agree with just, that. Yeah, it's it's really top heavy. So you know, a team like Nebraska, you could see you could literally see. 
Eric Schultz getting seventh. Taylor Venz getting seventh. Mikey Labriola getting seventh. Isaiah White getting seventh. Like they could have a whole bunch of guys all American and and but not finish that high. Yes, I, I agree with that. NC State is interesting because they're a little different from Nebraska, where I think they have two super high point scorers with Trent and Hayden. Yes. But yep. I they, I don't see there's not a lot. They would need someone like Camacho to break out or Tariq Wilson to rekindle the Cleveland flame that is since extinguished, <laughs> really, right? So I, I don't yeah. see that or Nick Renan to be like what what we thought he was going to be coming into this year, but through yeah. injury and just maybe a down performance, he has not been been that guy. But NC State's interesting with that high upside potential. Yeah, I see. I see them being better next year than they are this year. I don't. I don't think they lose much going into next year. So uh, let's see. If I had to pick my my three most likely to be top four after Iowa, Penn State, it's Wisconsin, Ohio State, Nebraska. In that order. Uh, I did not think about the order. Got it. I would say yeah. probably because uh, yeah, I, right now Ohio State and Ohio State has a couple guys. You know, Rocky Jordan's coming along. You know what? What a yeah. what a change it's been for him. And then Romero and Smith, I think they're both yep. in that. I think they'll both wrestle in the round of twelve, and it'll be up to them up to them to whether they win those matches or not. But I think they're going to be right there. Um, could gas tank Gary? Probably not. But you know what? A, what? A, what, a, <laughs> what a story that would be. Can you imagine? Right, did you Did you guys see how much more um, interaction the Ohio State account got than anybody else? Well, um, yes, I did see that. And, and is that all? Is that all? Gas tank fueled? No, they. Well, they do a really good. job. They actually do a good job. You know, these the not every program has even. Yeah, I don't even want to. Well, like I, I know a couple people okay. are like, how are Fair Iowa right. and Penn State not on here? Well, they the, both those accounts just pretty much do live updates of their duels, and that's it. And that's it. They're not doing yeah, not videos. It. They're not doing graphics during the week. They're not posting clips from the matches. Can you imagine having rights? Right? Hey, can you imagine having rights to actually post the clips legally and not posting them? What are they even doing with their lives? I don't. Well, Penn State will post like cell phone videos every now and then, but it's not of like it's like of them getting their hand raised in like random yeah. parts of the match. I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's it is a little bizarre. Yeah. So no, yeah. Ohio State just they have a. They put more. They put an emphasis on it. Whoever's in their media department, it's important to them. And the other, you know, Iowa and Penn State, they're a little more focused on wrestling, I guess, which is which makes sense. Um, not that Listen, the two are mutually exclusive. You, you think the SID is focused on wrestling at Penn State you, or you one never, person? No, think, not at all. I'm trying to think of a way. I'm trying to think of a way to not get yelled at by the, the respective fan base. But they, they just, there's, it's not as important to them to have. Um, yeah, a strong social media presence, especially Penn State. Do you, th- do you think Kale makes the SID get nine and a quarter hours of sleep? <laughs> um, no, probably not. Probably not. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, he doesn't right, so need that- his HGH. He doesn't need his HGH production to be kicked up. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Although you know, it probably would make sense. No matter what you do, no matter what your occupation is, having that HGH yeah. flowing high. It's going to be helpful. All right. So I have the – so Wisconsin has spent six weeks at number four. Nice. But they've also jumped up to number three one time. So seven total weeks in the top four. Yeah. 
And then okay. um, Arizona State started the year at number four, and they were only there the first two weeks, and then haven't been back okay. since. Um, NC State has been there twice, but it's been a month since they've they've been there. Uh, and what about then Ohio State? Ohio State spent, spent three times, three weeks at number four, most recently three weeks ago, but the majority of the season they've been at number three. There was a brief stretch there because the third week of the season, you and I was actually fourth, and then jumped to third the next week, but then haven't well, been back that. haven't been back yeah. since, and that probably has a lot to do with Holschlag. Yeah, yeah. Who I think and is I, done. I talked, I talked, yeah, I talked to Coach Schwab for the Rudis podcast on Monday, and he said something like, "You know, at some point you got to consider quality of life." And I thought that meant, okay, this dude's done. Stop asking. Holy cow. Quality of yeah. life. That's not, yeah. yeah I th- Cause it was knees, but I heard of maybe some back stuff going on or, or something else with, with Holschweig. So yep. he may be done. That's a, that's a blow for you and I, they still have a really good team, but anytime you lose a, an all American, especially an all American at 197, which we know the, the, the ceiling for potential points there is just a lot higher. So that's unfortunate. And then the the final team that has spent some time there is Minnesota. That was f- uh, five weeks ago, and they actually jumped to number three at one point for a week and bumped Ohio State down to four. Um, mm. But they also have been back since. Got it. So the past the past two weeks uh, has been Ohio State at three, Wisconsin at four, and then the week before that was Wisconsin at three, Ohio State at four. So those two, the past month or so, have kind of cemented what? themselves as three. Four. What what did you? What did you say that Nebraska has peaked at? Nebraska, oh, that, yeah, because they they did not appear at four. Actually, they've just they spent two weeks at number three, um, kind of after the first month of the season, but haven't been back since. Mm. Yes. Okay, we have some APBs. We're there's some missing persons. Oh, and Bracky's concerned. Oh. Put out some. Joey APBs. is Joey Silva one of them? Oh my gosh! Yeah, no. he should be. That's a good one, Ben. <laughs> What the heck? We thought he was like gear, gearing up for his run. He wrestles like three matches in a row and then poof. He still has one of the highest. Per- is he's, I was kind of mad he's not in Nomad's uh, Hodge rankings. He's undefeated. Uh, okay. Should be in the mix. He's in the mix. Um, We did just see this person because Nomad got an interview with him, but Sebastian Rivera. Well, yeah, where you at, you dog? wrestle? We haven't seen him since oh, Midlands, I, I, right? I brought him up yesterday. You guys said he was going to wrestle this weekend. Possibly. And we, we said possibly. Yeah. But you still got to put it out there. Maybe maybe this will make him wrestle. Yeah, if you put it the APBs okay. out, that puts a little more pressure on him because the, the legal system is li- technically involved. I legit don't know where this person is. Where's wait, Mikey wait, Clark? Oh, he's done. I don't know what his problem is. Is he really? That's what someone said. I can't. I can't remember where we brought we brought him up before, and someone said that in the sidebar. I feel like we've been trying to get an answer on him all season. Yeah, we can't, can't get the we can't get the facts on Mikey Carr out there. The Carfax. Okay. Yeah, we're sick of the Carfax. Um, <laughs> All right, that's right. I haven't. I haven't checked Carfax. I'll and, do that while you keep going. Andrew Alirez. He. I don't. I don't know if he's wrestled he, he, since. He doesn't show up very often. Apparently not. January twelfth. Almost a month. Almost a month, and he missed some time before then too. He missed some rank showdowns. I know we thought we were gonna have. Um, I know Thompson came out there. He didn't wrestle, uh, and then. The last one I have, you might have more, Ben. Um, Brady Berge. I know he's been in the news a lot, and Kale said he might come back, but... Someone said, said he might not. The, 
Yeah, someone said he was at the Mayo Clinic, which I don't know. I don't even know what that means for sure. That's in Minnesota, isn't it? Rochester. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, Mayo Clinic's obviously somewhere they specialize in really tough cases. So, jeez, I I don't even I don't even know what to make of that. Okay. Well, he sounds like a maybe we'll be back, maybe won't be back. Um, and yeah, I mean that's what well, Kale said. What the, the lineup's going to continue to change or shift or I don't remember what, what exact word he used, but he said I mean, that, that. But that's... then he also said yesterday, or I don't know when the media was, but uh, an article came out and he's basically. I don't want to say he walked that back. He's like, we're going to stick with this lineup and like Shakur is going to be the guy as long as he's healthy kind of thing. And so I don't, I don't know. He kind of made it sound like they were kind of sticking with what they had with the exception of Brady. Right. So I don't know. If hey, I don't know if they're going to use beard or not. So our other, our other injury report, um, which I didn't get the chance to read through the full article. I don't know if you guys did, but Tom Brand said something like, well, we don't have to amputate it about DeSanto's leg. Did you guys so, see that or not? I did see that. That was I was not helpful yet as I just tried to think more deeply about like what that could mean. I don't think he would make – obviously, it's a joke when he says they're not going to have to amputate. Yeah. So I feel like if it was a serious injury, there's no way he would like – make a joke about yeah. it right so like, i feel like I feel it, that same way. Yeah. it's probably a little something he'll miss a few duels and he'll be back maybe with a brace or something but i that's just my read of the psychological thought process of someone that would make a joke like that so yeah i mean or what if or what if he's trying to reverse psychologize us and it is really hurt and he wants us to think that then it's working really well on me personally <laughs> Cause I well I thought the exact same thing you did about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he's maybe he's messing with us all. I I don't see what the end game would be there. Um, because I don't you. It doesn't help your team at all. To that's the thing that the truth doesn't help us. It, it, or in my opinion, right? Like it doesn't. Yeah. That's why I don't understand so much of the secrecy. I get it. It's like you don't want to get into the details of a of a knee injury, but I don't see what is harmed by more yeah. candor personally hey is, is is rivera possibly moving down a weight class oh that would be spicy I don't think no so. way though because well but like, oh, oh, he has to make 125 for the uh last chance wrestle off in really near term after the ncaa tournament like why not the last eight falls off a lot easier though especially when you're coming from 33 to 25 stop <laughs> He could, you can float that off. No, I don't. I don't oh, think he's yeah. going to. I really think he wants to stay at at one uh, one thirty three. I think it's better for their team. I think he feels more comfortable there. Uh, Seth Gross okay. is going to do the same thing. You know, he's not going down to one twenty five. Yeah, and it yeah. might be it might be to his benefit to not hold twenty five that whole time. He maybe has outgrown one twenty five as a division one wrestler, and the idea of holding that for weeks after weeks would be maybe well to his maybe, maybe that's why he's, maybe that's why he's sitting out he only had to make it a couple times by this point maybe but i don't know i don't know why he'd do it i think he's got i know he's beaten spencer twice but i still think he's maybe got he's a better a vi- vision vision quest yeah i don't think so i don't think so if he was on a vision quest he would never flirted with uh loud and sway never considered uh the alternatives he was going down so I don't think so. I think he's going thirty three. I think um, he has a better shot at winning thirty three, in my opinion, just because okay. Spencer is uh, uh, on a different level right now. And yeah, yeah. 
So I think I think, and it's better for their team. So I don't see him changing, but we'll find out. Wait, be- actually, I, I, no, I, I, you know what? I w- didn't really think about that last statement that I disagreed with. I don't agree with it, Christian. I, in fact, disagree with it. You said he's got a better chance of winning 33, and I don't think that to be true because at 25, really, um, you know, it's DeSanto and Jack Mueller. I'm sorry, DeSanto. It's Spencer Lee and Jack Mueller. At 33, man, it's way deeper, way, way deeper. It's not way way deeper. Um, it is. I don't. I don't believe. I don't agree with that. Oh well. I Why mean, not? you could say. All right. On the one hand, yes. I mean, the number five for one twenty five is Patel right now. The number five for yeah. one thirty three is Chaz Tucker. So okay, sure. And, and Mickey Phillippe's number six. But that that's the, those aren't the considerations really when you're talking about the national champion. It's like who are the best guys. And it's so, Mueller. Gro- gro- so it's Gross DeSanto, Bravo Young, or 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 Spencer Lee, Jack Mueller. Those that's really a consideration. Sure, and Jack Mueller destroyed him last time. For one, major. That, that was shocking. Was it? Was shocking. shocking? Shocking. He that couldn't get out on bottom. He got ridden for. I, I did not minutes after minutes. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. That no, nor I. So he got destroyed by Mueller already, and throw Mueller out. I wasn't even like honestly. I wasn't considering pitch. I wasn't even talking about Mueller. It's he's not. No one's beating Spencer, right? I just don't think that's happening. He, I mean, if anyone's beating him, it's Sebastian who beat him su- twice last year. I suppose that's true, but I, I just don't see that happening this year. I think it's a different Spencer Lee. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Sebastian doesn't feel that same way. Well, he doesn't share your sentiment. He, he he wouldn't. I, I I doubt that he would. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I think that 125 okay. um is is harder to win because it has the one guy that is proved. I mean, Seth Gross has been up and down this whole year, right? He's he looked good. He's lost. He's had crazy wins. Um, you know, Desanto. Where's he at? RBY. We 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 like him, but he's going to overtime with Sammy Alvarez. Rivera. He's really good, but he hasn't been in the mix. And then you've got Chaz Tucker, who's and, and Mickey Phillippe, who are very reluctant leg attackers. I don't, I don't consider them in the mix. So the top four at okay. one thirty three is not super consistent. Whereas Mueller locked down Rivera, and the point is Spencer Lee. Okay, so you love Spencer Lee. That's the end of the story. Well, I mean, I think if you're comparing one twenty five and one thirty three, what's a, what's a tougher guy to go through? I think yeah. it's I think it's him. My personal opinion. Okay. Ben okay. Ben Askren, Joe Smith. Right. Joe I'm Smith gonna... is beating 174 pound Missouri Tigers. Um, you said that Joe. He's Smith... a zombie. It's a zombie. What does that mean? Uh, I think Kyle, Kyle Bradkey is doing alien hour on this one. Um, that's that's a zombie, Joe Smith. He came okay. back. You think he's back from the dead? Yeah, we wrote him off. We wrote him off at the you and I duel. <laughs> You wrote him off. Don't, don't say we. Stop. You this did is too. a pro jo- uh, yes. Joe Smith podcast. Yes. And we always have been. We always will be. Cade Brock and Joe Smith, um, I, I I have irrational confidence and fandom for. So there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Well, I wrote him off at, at UNI. He looked like a dead man. Um, he's a zombie. I don't know what to tell you. He has resurrected. He's on. Yeah. He's he had a little pop, a little fire after he yeah. after he beat Flynn too. It was kind of a close yeah. match. He got thrown early. Yeah, he was down in a four zero hole early. They little upper body exchange that Flynn won, but then after that, it was it was all him. The Flynn thing about up. Joe yeah. that's forgotten is he used to have an amazing gas tank. 
Like, if you watch his yeah. true freshman Southern Scuffle Finals against Nolf, he was – I mean, he lost, obviously. But he was it, coming it was at the though. end. And basically, yeah. Nolf was melting everyone at that point and basically melted everyone, including Isaiah Martinez that year up until Big Tens and NCAAs. So he was really on a pretty special level there. But, I mean, obviously things have changed since then, but it was an asset he at least once had. Yeah. So I'm excited. I, I agree. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Zombie Joe Smith will find his gas tank again. Zombie Joe Smith. Okay. Another, uh, probably the more important match in that was when Boo Lou Allen lost to Missouri Tiger Brock Mahler in, in an overtime match, which mm-hmm. is, I don't even know. I just watched my, my Vietnamese compatriots just put it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it started off strong for uh, Lou Allen. I haven't got to watch the match in its entirety yet. Because uh, I, match- I, I, I finished it, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's up after uh, – he gets uh, Brock Mall gets the escape in the third period, the ride out at the end, and then wins in overtime with a nice, uh, nice solid leg attack. So huge win for Brock Muller. Yeah, that's very big. Um, how do you get this? How do you get the takedown? Oh, like a counter takedown. Uh, it's Dude, like, that was, like that was like slick. right side boom. It's like that one right there. I guess yeah. you to call it a knee knee pick ish. I don't know what you call it. I don't know. He's pretty dang good though. So Mahler yeah. takes out Boo, adding to the 149 chaos that we knew was there regardless of who was that, number one. That top six at 149, it feels like could you – and I mean, I guess you can even throw Deegan in there at seven, although he's kind of – you need, kind of need an APB on him also. No, he's but back. But that top six – when? He wrestled Saturday against Fresno State and got a pinfall. Oh, I missed that. I did not, I did not realize he was back. Okay, he's back. Uh, but so that top seven – Man, you could see any of those guys beating any of those other guys. I feel like. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree, and that's kind of been the theme with one forty nine all year long. Kind of dealer's choice. Um, our guys, our pick, Sammy Sasso is at number one, and I'm no more or less confident than I was when I made the pick in the preseason. So it's going to be a fun one to yeah. watch. Um, okay, do we want to get? Oh, I want to get to this question because Ben and I were in a text thread. Um, I don't know, maybe a week or so ago. And it was about Penn State. And I just want to read Cooper. This is a pre-questions from friends. The true friends get their questions read before the even questions from friends segment because their questions are so good. Okay, Cooper Wills says, seeing as how Iowa returns nine of ten starters and likely replaces Lugo with Ironman, probably not, but Ironman will be in there, should PSU punt next year? Uh, Let Lee, DeSanto, Ironman, Bull, Kemmer all graduate – Redshirt, Nick Lee, Kirkfleet, RBY, Brooks, Howard, and Bartlett. I, you know, you forget how many guys Penn State has redshirts available, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't even realize that until you, until you said that. I was like, whoa, really? Yeah. So all those guys, and I don't know if Kirkfleet can redshirt. I don't know what his situation's going to be, how this year is going to be treated. You never know. I, I would assume this would be he actually. He did qualify for an Olympic, didn't he? Yes. So maybe that could be that. This year could be that. That, and then next year he could redshirt. Yeah. Uh, so, but th- the point was, Ben was um, a little bearish on on Penn State now and and uh, looking to the future. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I I said I feel it feels like I don't know that it is. It feels like the Penn State dynasty is over for a while. I mean, when when you look at their cupboard. Um, even the even the one year that they didn't win, uh, 
they had a bunch of guys on the bench, and you know, they said, okay, next year you got Nolp, you got Nickel, you got Rutherford. They're going to be, they're going to probably win next year. Nico. This year it's like uh, Nico. Yeah, this year they're you're like, okay, they're probably unlikely to win this year, and then they lose Hall and Chenzo. They're not going to replace those with equivalent points. Um, Iowa's not getting worse, and then Michigan's bringing a whole bunch back. Cornell's bringing a whole bunch back from Olympic redshirt. Man, the. They're not going to win next year probably either. And then the year after that, they lose Nickley and RBY. I mean, when are they going to win again? I I don't know. I mean, I think they get. I think next year they have the opportunity to field a really tough team. Who right? name their team next year? Next year they could go. They could go. Uh, Robbie Howard, Roman Bravo Young, Nickley, Verclaren, Berge. Joe Lee, Carter Staraki, Aaron Brooks, Michael Beard, Daniel Kirkfleet. But that does that lineup doesn't match up with Iowa. It, well, does, sure. it just doesn't. Uh perhaps not. I think you could say it does. I think Kirkfleet can win a title next year. Right? Well, I I I want to see him on the map before I attribute any points to him. Well, I I mean, you need to see him on the map. I mean, I watched him at Senior Nationals. Well, that guy was beating grown me, men. Meaning I need to see his ability to stay in college for uh, at one school for the next three semesters okay. to get it done. That's very um, fair because that that's obviously a necessity to compete at the NCAA tournament in twenty twenty one. That being said, but that being said, Beard, not. I mean, if we think about how good Nolf, Nickel, all these guys looked in their retro year, Beard doesn't not look nickel. that good. Not nickel, nickel was. I mean, he he had the one puzzling loss, but besides that, he looked pretty good. He he beat Brian Real Budo when Real Budo was ranked number what no, that, two? No, that was that was Nolf. Nolf beat Real Budo. Nickel did not have a win of, of note. Nickel as a, beat Real Budo at the scuffle. I remember yeah, the match. Not as a true freshman though. That was as a. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Red shirt. Ah, uh, I got the years mixed up. It's okay. Well, they okay. because it's confusing because Nolf and Nickel both beat Real Budo at the scuffle, but it, Nolf beat him as a true freshman. Right, and Nickel beat him as a freshman. Yes, as a redshirt okay. freshman. Okay. Okay. Anyways, Beard doesn't look like he's going to be a world beater. He looks like he's going to be a, so- a solid turkey sandwich guy. To your to your point, um, I feel the same way about Joe Lee. Uh, obviously, Bergy and Bergy and Brooklyn have not made those jumps yet. And uh, one thirty three is going to be stacked again next year for RBY because you got Suriano oh coming back, gosh. you have Dayton Fix coming back. Thirty three is going to be absurd. And then. The 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 what Meech is coming back. The one guy who I say, oh my, this guy's really, like I'm really impressed is Carter Soroki. I think he's kind of like all, it looks appears as though he's on that Nolf uh, trajectory. Yes, I I think he's going to be really dang good. And I, I did not. I watched him in high school, and I thought, yeah, he's good. This will be a good guy. He goes to Penn State. You're like, okay, he's probably going to be really good. But yeah. I. But and you know what? Maybe we're overreacting a little bit, but uh, because of the guys he beat, but it was how he beat him. It was how good he looked on his attacks. How he fought through like every finish. He just seemed really well developed. He's got uh, good natural ability, I would say. So he, I think he's going to be a, a, a national champion for them at, at some point. So you look at you look at Staraki. They're going to have uh, RBY, Nick Lee, Kirkfleet. That's a really strong strong nucleus. Yeah, but, but think about how good Iowa's going. Iowa doesn't lose almost anything this year. I know. They lose Lugo. They, they, and they replace with Ironman. I mean, think about that. So, sort of. They're going to be 
Well, sort. I mean, right in one way or the other, someone they're going to have two really good guys at 41-49. Yes. Dude, that's going to be a, a ridiculous team this year. And then when you look at Cornell's lineup or Michigan's lineup because of the people they're bringing back from Olympic red shirt, you're like, wow, those are really good lineups too. Um, I mean, Cornell's going to have Yanni, Aruja, uh, Dean, and the GOAT Ben Darmstadt among among <laughs> many others. Thank you. Uh, Michigan's going to have Michich. They're going to have Kanan Store, Massa, who's never placed high at the NCAA tournament, but is really good. Um, Amin, the other Amin. Who else am I forgetting from Michigan? There's someone I'm forgetting. Uh, did you no. say – you said Kanan. You didn't say Silva. I said Kanan. Um, Stop. <laughs> Stop. Will Luan, uh, Cam Amin, Miles Will, Amin. Oh, Will, 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 Will Luan was the guy. I was, oh, oh, my gosh. I forgot Mason Paris. Mason Paris. I mean, Paris. they're going to have a really good team. They're going to have a really good team next year. That is a really good team. How do you it's, – it's crazy. At In March of 2019, we're like, when this Penn State thing is just not going to end. This is just our yeah. Division One reality that we just have to accept. Yeah. And then come into this season – Everyone was picking Penn State. Everyone. And then, yeah. you know, obviously the Kassar injury is gutting that, to, to their chances. That's huge. That is huge. So that is uh, – that can't really be – that's not a negative to Penn State. That's just the reality of, of wrestling. Yeah. But, um, you know, where where it's – I guess my question is where did it shift? Where did it go wrong? Where did it become like I, what, this, this team's not going to win every title every year? Yeah. I, th- I think it's it's this. I think it's, um, you know, people thought they were going to have something at 125. They don't. Um, yeah. People thought Shakur was going to be back and he was going to be good or Canel is going to be good. They're not that great at that weight class. People thought Bergie might develop at 57. Obviously, he hasn't shown up, so we, we don't know that he's going to develop. And then you're looking at scuffle results for Beard and for Joe Lee, and they're not all that mind-blowing. I mean, really, Soroki is the one guy where I'm like, okay, wow, he's going to be really good. But I don't think he's going to score more points than Mark Hall is or, or Vincenzo Joseph is. The the one thing I'm I'm thinking about with, with Penn State, and Kale is just a, a tireless worker and recruiter and always looking for the, the, the way to make his team better is what can they yeah. do in the transfer market, right? Because obviously, yeah, yeah what, what what we're outlining right now doesn't look good. But you know what? It it probably – there was a time it didn't look great for Iowa, and then they get Lugo, and then they get DeSanto, and yeah. next thing you know, on top of a really, really strong recruiting Iron, class. Ironman. Ironman, right? You get three guys yeah. like that. It, it can happen like that too, right? Absolutely. And in this day and yeah. age, we're seeing it more and more. So that's one aspect that can't be discounted when we're – you know, and I the I think the last thing you want to do is is bury Penn State because well, they they, they need, I'm records. not burying them. I'm saying looking forward, what we see right now is that they have a very a very uphill battle. They need to go spend some big money on the free agent market. Is what I would do if I were them. Yeah, they, they may they may need to, um, but it's tough. You know, they've been they've been trying for years to to make for to get a 25, and it's been it's been really hard for them. So, no, no I, man said they're they're done on that weight class. Oh, that's right, they're done on that one. So just not they're thirty three up, twenty five. Whoever uh, whoever can make the weight is, is they're they're challenging themselves. They're trying to win NCAA's every year by only really wrestling nine weights. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was Nomad's uh, Nomad's bit. Uh, so yeah, it's it's funny because you're when I guess what is crazy to me is like I guess can you get caught up so in the moment and what's happening that you you only project the good because or does it maybe 
shine a light that it's just so hard to sustain this, right? Even um, yeah, I mean, eight, eight of nine is, is so insane, right? But it's like sustaining that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what it is. It's just it's they've set such a high expectation that. You know, re- in reality, we should know that they, they couldn't have kept that up. Nobody can. Some, it's damn near impossible. And so, you know, it, it's our expectation, of the, the reality that they set that is leading us to say these things. It's like, okay, if you told me, hey, Penn State's going to be top four next year. Okay, I see that. And the year after that, yeah, sure, I agree with that. Um, but that's not the reality that they set. True, true. So that was, I thought that was interesting. Um that you say that because I'm still in the I mean in this like frame of mind like something's gonna happen there's gonna be a curveball there's gonna be something that that happens that keeps Penn State on top but the closer we get to March the less real that becomes yeah. and the team race next year is gonna be really and it could be Iowa maybe way too good next year that could be the reality uh, man yeah. Michigan and Cornell are gonna make things super fun yes I so agree. look. Looking forward to that. Speaking of Michigan, they wrestle Iowa this week. But huge duel, undefeated NC State versus one loss UNC. Oh, um, yeah. Bracky's working on a preview for this one. Any uh, qu- quick cliff notes on this one? Uh, no, it should be. It's it's crazy. You know, I I'm, I'm, was working on updating duel rankings this morning. And oh, yeah. <clears throat> th- three of the top uh, six teams in the country right now are in the ACC. With NC in duels, State. in yes. duels with North Carolina at eleven and one, NC State twelve and zero, Virginia Tech ten and one, and the one loss for Jeez. Virginia Tech came to North Carolina. Um, yep. So they're they're all three really strong dual teams, uh, but this one is is probably going to decide the regular season title. NC State still has a duel with Virginia Tech later in the year, but uh, they win this one. They're definitely in the driver's seat. So some of the big matches there, I mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of toss-ups in this match. You look at the lightweights, yeah, Melendez, Camacho, Hernandez, Trombley. Wilson Sherman is going to be really interesting. Um, yeah. Really interesting match. I like both those guys. I think Zach Sherman is really talented. But Tariq Wilson's beaten him three times. Yet, the WrestleStat prediction has Sherman over Tariq Wilson. So I don't know if... What is WrestleStat doing? I don't know. Some of these are crazy. They have a... Uh, I forget. I saw some some wild ones that didn't exactly make sense. Well, it's, he, it's strictly. Uh, I mean, WrestleStat's strictly a numerical algorithm, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. Which so a lot of people want um, t- talk about algorithms for for wrestling rankings. I feel like they. I've seen so many attempts. I'm like, you can't do it with an algorithm. You can't mathematically. Yeah. Do it because I've seen so many people yeah. try, and I'm like, well, that makes no sense, and I'm sure the people that that built that would say that doesn't make sense. And Seton Hall Pirate, he yeah. has his thing. It, does, it doesn't make sense either. So I don't know. I don't think there's a way to mathematically arrange these guys. It just it requires a human mind, I feel like, which is maybe it's yeah. one of the last things that requires a human mind over automation. So maybe we should celebrate. That. Uh, there, there's a lot of things. Automa- automation does simple tasks well, but they are not yet using like complex lo- complex logic for, say, wrestling rankings. Yes. Yes. Well, six, sixty-five should be interesting too with Kennedy Monday and Thomas Bullard. And we talked about yeah. the ups and downs of Kennedy Monday. You know, he texted David McFadden last week. Yeah. And then the next Saturday he, turns around and gets pinned in the first period by Zach Hartman of Bucknell. 
Um, so I guess what are we going to get there at 65? That's a weird matchup because Kennedy Monday only shoots and Tommy Bullard almost <laughs> refuses to shoot. So it'll be Monday finishing draped, Bullard trying to dive over and, and trap an arm and do some crazy counter. That's yeah. my expectation at least. I, I think Monday will win yeah. that, but he just rolled Which over is, that, that, half. that That That's where Kennedy Monday uh, got – David McFadden was caught him twice off of a, a terrible leg pass attempt and ended up with the Turk and then put him on his back. Yeah. I, it is interesting, but I, I I would be really surprised if, if Monday lost that one. They're going to need him to win that one. Um, they, for, for sure, because, you, you know, you look – 49, UNC is a big favorite with Austin O'Connor and A.J. Lighton. Yeah. Um, but then the way Hayden Hydley has been wrestling, even with a ranked A.C. Headley – you got to think they're probably thinking bonus points there. Also, I I know Headley's at fifty seven, but there's got to be a horsepower issue there. This guy was a thirty three forty one, and now up at fifty seven, yeah. he's do he's having a great year. Don't get me wrong, but Hayden Hydley's you know the number two ranked guy in the country, and he's been on a bonus point tear. Yeah, he's like at seventy. I I, I actually percentage. feel like uh, I feel like AC Headley. I guess I'm kind of thinking of the Will Luan match. He does wrestle pretty solid defensively, and especially out of underhooks. And I, obviously, I know Hayden Hidley is going to try to score from underhooks. And so it's like, okay, is is Hayden Hidley so good that that Hedley can't even stop him, or is he going to make it competitive and, and really, you know, I don't think that AC Hedley can win the match, but is he going to make it a you know a five two type match? Yeah, perhaps he could do that. That would be big for the duel. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll probably hover, you know. Uh, Hayden beat Quincy Monday seven to two. Kendall Coleman he majored Kendall Coleman though, so I don't know. It'll be it'll yeah. be a really it'll be an interesting match that they're going to need probably need bonus points for the duel. But it seems like NC State is probably the favorite on paper. Is that how you see it? I think they match up okay. UNC needs to do work at the lightweights. I think. yeah, they need to win those toss ups at the lightweights, and then I don't know if Reedham will be back or not. He didn't wrestle against Pitt on Sunday. Or last Saturday night. Um, so if not, you need if you're UNC, you need to take advantage of that mm-hmm. and, and get bonus points there. And then heavyweight's kind of a toss up too with Deontay Wilson, who's been wrestling tough, and Andrew Gunning. You need that one if you're North Carolina too. Yeah. So some and that this is the thing with with these duels. Sometimes it comes down to the matches that have really no other impact on right. the on the country. So that's Friday at seven. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to watch that one, but I'm sure as heck going to try. A couple other big duels. Penn State, Wisconsin. I think I'll be there. You're going? We, we are moving our Friday practice up to 5 to 6 p.m. so we can have all of our kids try to attend that match. You were uh, just following Penn because- State now. I'm stalking them. They're, yes. they might come at, the fan, fans might come at me now that I said I think there's a possibility their dynasty is over for a few years. Yeah. We'll see. Um we were talking over this match, I forget when, but kind of sort of winnable for Wisconsin. I mean, a lot of things need to break yeah, their it way. Absolutely is. But, uh, you know, 125, Barnett and Meredith. I think if you're Wisconsin, Barnett. you think you can probably win that one. Yes. 33. I mean, Barnett, Barnett was up Barnett was up 8-1 on Devin Schrader last weekend and just made some dumb freshman mistakes. Um but, like, I feel like after watching that match, I feel like he could beat Devin Schrader. You know, it's not like where I'm like, Schroeder. oh, my God, he just got lucky. Schrader. 
What? Ah, same thing. Same it's not thing. like I said, uh, he got lucky and scored eight points. It was like, no, he scored eight points fair and square. And I, you know, I, I feel like he's in that match the next time with Devin Schroeder. Um, Schroeder Baggins. And, you know, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so yes, I, I think he's, I think he's going to beat Brandon Meredith. Okay. And then the marquee match, in my opinion, I mean, you could say 65, but gross RBY, gross RBY is, is going to be awesome. Um, Yes, I don't think RBY will win this one, but I, I really think he matches up better than maybe people realize. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be competitive. But I, th- I think Gross wins. I think he's just better, and uh, you know, I will retract my statement about I don't think RBY can tell this year if he wins on Friday night. Okay, so we could have a, re- a yeah. retraction section where that's very uh, journalistic of us to have retractions. Actually, more so than actual journalism these days, interestingly. You got something funny? No. Giggles? No, I was laughing at your comment. Okay, great. great. comment. Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot. Then 41, I mean, Nick Lee, Tristan Moran. It's awesome, too. That was a crazy match last year. But it was less crazy at Big Tens because he majored him. Uh, Nick Lee majored Tristan 11-3, to which is more yeah. what I would expect I'm this time. I, I, I'm, I'm going to ignore that. I know you are. I'm a you, <laughs> you love Tristan Moran. He's, he's a good kid. Uh, you have another child and name him Tristan. Uh, I don't believe him. Uh, I'm going to impregnate my wife again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to put it in such crass terms, Ben, but okay. In crass terms? Well, I, I don't know. That's not, that's, not, that's not a naughty word. I know. It's just, I don't know. It sounded very, <laughs> it sounded so biological. Did you watch the halftime show, Christian? Do you realize what the the norms in society are today? <laughs> what half? Oh my gosh! Yeah, lordy, that was. I was at a. I was a classic. I was at a Sunday school uh, Super Bowl party. <laughs> no, you weren't. I yeah. Uh, how did, did uh, how did, uh, they, did how what did was you, the reaction to that? Did they turn did it you guys off? Turn, or was turn, it? Turn it up and started praying. Yeah, I was like looking at my phone. The the ladies were outside for the most part, so oh. it wasn't it wasn't oh as awkward. And um, we what about the kids? Where were the kids? That's what I'd be worried. Kids about. Kids were playing. They could care less about football. They weren't even watching okay, the game. Good. They were good. outside they were playing. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Well, I'm not better. Yeah, if I had to explain that to sweet Natalie, no, no. My way. six four and two year old are watching, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on?" I'm like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Stop watching. We're, or we'll put on Blue's yeah. Clues. All right, so you've got Moran by fall over Nick Lee. I've got Nick Lee. Uh, <laughs> yes. i got Nick Lee in this one. Uh, he's just he's just looked really good. But Tristan Moran's one of those guys. But for Wisconsin to do it, I think they'll probably need that one. Oh, here's an interesting one. WrestleStat has Verclearan over Cole Martin, which I don't know that really? I understand. Yeah, I don't think I understand that. I like Martin to win this match. Do you? I like Martin also. Yes. yes. I, I agree. I mean, Martin Martin did lose to Rooks on Friday night, but he came back and had a solid win on, on Sunday. Graham um, Rooks, get, tell him, Kyle. Everybody, he's kind of good. He's beating everybody, man. Uh, I'm trying, I want to pull it up here because I want to get it right. We should have like a you heater guys, alert section. Be like, hey, someone's kind of on a heater right now. Okay. Well, it would Graham, be Graham Rooks. Graham Rooks is on a heater. Uh, since Midlands, yeah. two wins over Yaya Thomas. 
Uh, remember we watched Pat Lugo only beat him like 10-6, and we we're like, what the heck's up with Pat Lugo? Nothing's um, up with Pat Lugo. Yeah. Graham Rooks is really good. Then he almost majors yeah. Griffin Perriott um, yep. and beats Cole Martin. And then Brayton Lee was five to two, so he he's just really good. So heater alert for there. Yeah. We have a heater alert at one eighty four. Yeah, Kim Caffey. Kim Caffey. It's oh, not just the true. hair. He's not just a hair gimmick. This guy's beating a lot of really good guys. He beat Vince. He was down. How big was he down to Vince before coming back? Five to one. Five to one yeah, against Taylor Vince in the third period. Um, so he has he. It started with Owen Webster. He beats Owen Webster. Then he beats Taylor Vance, then he gets revenge on Bronigal, and then he beats Assad. Yeah, Bronigal who majored him. Nice, nice who, little run. Who had uh, better hair, Ben, you at your peak or Cam Caffey? Me. I actually uh, agree. You, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to resort to, to the dye. Um, you know, I, I, I like the natural, natural hair. You had some natural, phases, baby. though. The, the cornrows, that was the worst, though. That was terrible. <laughs> What do you mean? I could the Roger Sargus pulled my hair out. I I wasn't gonna have that happen again. Tyron Lewis right. pulled my hair really bad too. Tyron Lewis? Damn straight he did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Darn it. Well I'm sorry. I remember you, I remember you complaining about I the Sargus one. Sargus, my hair was literally clumps of my hair were laying on the mat and I was pointing to the ref like he said, no, okay, okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, it's not okay, you son of a gun. Little did you know you were in the presence of a transcendent cheater, the likes of which we may never see again. <laughs> that guy <laughs> is one of the biggest cheaters ever in matches. <laughs> Pulling the single, single. Yep, single grab, single leg. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a pretty sick setup, actually. He's he is the worst. <laughs> I cannot stand Sargouche. One of, one of my biggest wrestling regrets in life is that um, – Bros never got to beat him again after uh, 14. After losing to him in 14, Sargush never made another team or anything, and he just kind of stayed off the streets. Yeah. That's That definitely stunk. Um, not as bad as him losing to Godoyev. That was, like, PTSD-inducing. That was, like, the saddest day at yeah. Flow ever. We were just walking around, and everyone was like – It was miserable. Everyone was like, you guys Damn. okay? Like, it was it was so – it was like someone died. I – I don't know what it is about Jordan that brings about that kind of a reaction from us and me specifically, but it was really, really rough. Okay. I don't know how we ended up there for clearing Cole Martin, and then we ended up (laughs) at freaking Sargouche. It happened naturally. Cole Martin. And, man, it really hurts not having a a better 57 for Wisconsin because Penn State's vulnerable there, but I – I think it's a. I think Pfeiffer wins pretty handily yeah. over Sharon Brock. Sharon uh-huh. Brock. Sharon Brock's been struggling quite a bit lately. Um, I thought I thought he was gonna have a little better go at it. Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm looking him up, but he has not had a a nice run lately, unfortunately. I thought it was gonna be Garrett M- Model. Model. I mean, sorry. Uh, who knows? They might bring Model back out. Uh, these guys, they're really competitive. Um, yeah, but now uh, Sharon Brock's lost four in a row. So he's lost to Rob Cleary, Fernie Silva, and Kendall Coleman. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be a. Yeah. It'll probably be a decision loss, but a loss all the same. They'll probably need sixty-five Wick over Chinzo, who aren't allowed to wrestle. But maybe they will be allowed maybe, to wrestle. Maybe, maybe Chinzo won't show up. That would be a shocker. Maybe. That would be a shocker. That would be very bad for Penn State if that were to happen. But I think, 
I personally think is a really tough matchup for Wick. I don't think he matches up well at all. Um, I mean, it's hard, right? Because so you're saying then you're saying matches up bad. You're saying he won't be able to ride him, which you know even Marinelli he's able to ride very very consistently. Um, and then you're saying maybe he's not going to get to his single leg, right? Uh, because that's you know where he struggles against Marinelli is that he doesn't get his hands on the on the legs very often. And we, if he does get the hands on the legs, generally he's able to find a decent amount of success. I mean, is that is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, even if he got to his lock, I think Chinzo's leg defense is is too good. I don't see him finishing. I don't think he'll ride him either. I really don't. I think Chinzo's going to get Evan's away. G- yeah, Evans usually really disciplined in um, you know not wrestling positions he doesn't want to wrestle in. Like you don't see him wrestling upper body positions very often, which obviously I think Chenzo will probably try to force those positions. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Also, yeah, I just see Chenzo getting to a single leg finishing, maybe riding a little bit. Um, I think I think he could ride Wick honestly. So I I don't know. Yeah. It'll, it's not gonna be a blowout, but. I've never thought this was a really good matchup for Wick, and I think Wick can beat just about anybody, and certainly he can beat Chenzo, but I, I just think it's a really tough matchup for him. I don't see it happening. Haul over your guy Kratiger. That's probably going to happen, mm. buddy. Likely. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately. And then Brooks over Sebastian. Hey, I got, I got, I got a question. Okay. I'm looking at the full ranks. Why did you guys move Johnny Sebastian from 11 to 23 all in one week? And I realized he lost one match to Owen Webster, which was – Two weeks ago, actually. But besides that, um, you know, he's won most of his matches. Second, I'm going to scroll to wrestle stats, so I have the exact exact stats. But he beat Purdue. He beat Indiana. Um, and, you know, he beat uh, Cash Wilkie twice. Obviously lost to Lujan. Medical forfeited against the Army guy. Um, I, I'm guessing that oh, the what's that, what, what's it? how do you well, move down talk, 12 I spots t- I talked to Spay yesterday because I kind of asked the same thing and he was like his best wins Cash Wilkie and uh, there were okay. like then you had guys like Rocky Jordan and Billy Janzer and Cam Caffey who I believe were all behind him yeah they were and just have much better wins to this point in the season yeah. and he's like I honestly it's, it's one of those things where I think he realized he should have done it sooner Look at all right, just for example. Look at number twenty-two, Owen Webster. He's beaten Rocky yeah, he Jordan. Wants. Listen, he's yeah. beaten Rocky Jordan, Johnny Sebastian, Ben Darmstadt, and uh, Montalvo. Those are really yeah. good wins. And Johnny Sebastian's best win is over a guy that's not even starting anymore, and was has just the the height of that person's career is making the round of twelve. So yeah. It's just, you just don't. You just generally don't see such dramatic moves in the rankings at this point of the season. So that's why I was kind of caught off guard. Obviously, you guys that way class Spay mixed it all because you got Janzer and Jordan moving from twenty three and twenty four to twelve and thirteen. Um, there was a lot of, I mean, a lot more movement in that weight class than you generally see at this point so of the season. I would, what I would guess happened with Sebastian is probably he should have been moving down before more gradually. And mm-hmm. you just kind of have these sort of dawnings. You're like, wait, oh, shoot, I got to well, hit Sebastian here. Yeah, That's probably what happened. It, yeah, and he had been – he's kind of been on a pitch count too. Mm-hmm. So he's been like yeah, in yeah. and out of the lineup. So that I think that played a part in it as well. If he had been wrestling all those matches, he might have started coming down or have more staying power. Too. Wisconsin fans got a quick fix yeah. for this one. If he beats Aaron Brooks, we'll be, uh, yeah. we'll be right oh, back in the mix. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing. It's it's always it's on them, right? 
they do it, then it happens. So that would be a big one. Then 197, probably not good for Wisconsin as Christensen will likely fall to Shakur Rashid, although Shakur doesn't look great. Yeah. I still think he'll win this one handily. And then comes down to heavyweight Thor versus Nevels. Got to have Thor in this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, but the, I have not heard rumors. I think they said he's going to be fine, but he did get headbutted, and the other guy got DQ'd, and uh, you know they were checking him out on Sunday. It seemed like on Monday that he was going to be fine, but I'm not. I'm not. I haven't got a hundred percent thumbs up on that one. He must have really got walloped. Yeah, he got DQ'd. The dude headbutted yeah, him. He... I knew he got DQ'd, but I didn't. I butted him it. straight in the face. Jeez. So okay, so you got Badgers. Probable win at 33. Probable win at 40. Sorry, 25, 33. Possible win at 41. Probable win at 49. Possible win at 65. And probable win at heavyweight. I think I think that's a duel that we could win. It's absolutely winnable. It's good. Is it going to be crazy there, Ben? I would assume that we're going to have a good turn. The only problem is that there's a whole bunch of conference tournaments there this Friday night. So, like, mm-hmm. all the local ones here for my high, uh, high school guys are Friday night, which is the same night as the duel, so that's really unfortunate. Um, obviously, we'll have a lot of our youth guys going. I, I would assume it's going to be a good turnout, but I think the conference tournaments around the state are going to make it kind of difficult. Okay. Yeah, that's often a, a, an obstacle. All right. Gee. So, Iowa-Michigan? Cassiope Paris, I just want your prediction on that one, Ben. Uh... I got to pick Big Tone. I'm excited for the match, but after watching his scrambling ability, his balance, his flexibility, uh, got to pick him. That would be my pick as well. Although I feel like Paris could, as athletic as Cassiope is, I think that's yeah. the the area where Paris could exploit Cassiope. If he makes it about like ten leg attacks, it could go one of two ways. I could see him just getting reattacked to death and smashed, yes. or he could just death of a thousand cuts and eventually break through and get a couple of takedowns going. I don't see how he gets his dump against Cassiope. And I, I agree. I don't see how he gets that at all. He's, he's um, but I don't see how he ever gets else. it. I'm like, how is he hitting it, that move at this level against these guys? He's hitting in the junior world finals against guys that have beaten uh, legit world medalists. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's just going to dump them to his back. But um, until I see it, I'm not. I'm not going to predict it. Also. <laughs> My, uh, I'm curious for this Luan uh, Caleb Young match. I could see this being a pretty a pretty close bout. Yeah, that that should be really competitive. Caleb Luan's really hard to score on. Caleb Young's not dynamic. I definitely see it being like a three two. Um, I just don't. What offense is is Will Luan going to score on Caleb Young with? I think is this is a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. That will be the challenge. I think it's going to be. That's why I think it's going to be a really low scoring match. But I think Will Luan will have a hard time getting away from Young. And it's, it could come down to riding time, or it could just be a takedown, ride out, and then match is over. They both exchange yeah. es- escapes, and he gets riding time type of deal. Okay. Um, we talked a little about dual rankings. Did you want to talk about them anymore, uh, Steve and Kyle? Uh, there wasn't a ton going on. You know, Ohio State did lose that to Nebraska, so Nebraska jumps up into the top eight or so. And then um, the other big mover was Minnesota, who has a lot of really nice wins on the year. And they have five losses, but every single one is to a top-20 team. Um, they went over Wisconsin, and then they just beat Purdue this weekend. So, 
Yeah, I wouldn't have expected Minnesota with their because they've they've been kind of high highly ranked tournament. But like, but they're not this, not going to be a very good duel. But they've been they've been really solid in dual meets despite their their lineup. So a tough team there. Um, is Arizona State just like going to be second all year long? Is there nothing? No, like, there is something that can happen. Um, I, I yeah, I what think, could happen? I think if if Penn State it doesn't beats, that doesn't feel I don't know why that doesn't feel right, uh, Stephen Kyle. <clears throat> I mean, they beat them. They beat Penn State. I understand, but it just doesn't feel like. I don't know. These dual rankings don't feel right for some reason, and I, I obviously get your logic. And I understand it, but it just feels weird when you look at Iowa, Arizona State, Penn State, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia Tech. Like something about that doesn't feel right. Well, I do. I do think there's going to be a decent amount of movement here at the end because you know North Carolina, North Carolina State are going to wrestle each other. NC State still wrestles Virginia Tech, and then. But I do think there is a way for Penn State to jump Arizona State. Uh, first of all, Penn State wrestles. Uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota this weekend, who are both top 16 matchups. And then they wrestle Ohio State next weekend. And I think if they beat Ohio State, who beat Arizona State, um, that Ooh, resume is probably go. good enough to, to jump them to number two. Because what does Arizona State's schedule look like? It can't be that tough moving forward. So this weekend, I know they have Little Rock in Missouri. That's probably their toughest. But Missouri, duel. not a ranked dual team right now. And then, oh come on! Wow, they um, Cal Poly, R- CSU, here. Bakersfield, but then they finish with UNC. Lehigh and North Carolina. They so, are gonna oh, have, they're yeah. gonna lose again. I think I think at some point Arizona State's gonna lose. Whether it's Missouri, wow. Lehigh, wow. they are travel. Got are their kids even going to school this semester? They're going to <laughs> Little Rock, Missouri, Cal Poly, Cal Bakersfield, Lehigh, and North Carolina. That is like a boatload of travel. That is ridiculous. On that online grind, they have to be. They have do, to be. Do you take any online classes, Ben? When you were, I don't uh, think that was really a thing when I was in college. I don't, I don't really remember it being a thing. It really, it really, yeah, kind of only more recently. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I do think I, I don't see any. I'd be I would be surprised if Arizona State finished second for the dual rankings. But Ben, you should take a crack at crack at them. Uh, what you want me to rip on? Arizona no, State? not right now. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, you know, c- come up with your own top ten. Are you just trying? Oh, oh, at the rankings. I thought you meant take a crack at Arizona it's... State. Like, like you guys use me as like the hitman who's going to get in trouble. <laughs> no, I pick on everyone. Like you were probably thinking the exact same thing about Penn State, but you want me to say it because you know I, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm actually not. not no, I actually wasn't really thinking it until. Like, no, until you texted it to, shit me. to me. Mm-mm. It, it, it's tough with the dual rankings because teams do transform themselves from the beginning of the year to the end. Yeah. Like you look at South Dakota State, they lost to Binghamton in November. And now they're ranked 25th and they've beaten Northern Iowa and Oklahoma and all these really good, really good yeah. schools. Um, so, but I, I try to just stick to the results, especially when you have like a head to head with Arizona State and Penn State. Like, we saw that match. Penn State could have won. Um, they had every opportunity to win that duel, and they didn't. Yeah. So yeah. that's what makes it tough. Okay. Uh, do we want to get to some questions from friends? Let's do it. Okay. First question. What sports slash physical competitions do you think you could beat Ben in? Okay. Is this question to, to, to Piles or to Brecky? To me. Brecky's pretty okay. athletic, yeah. Um, but so he can jo- he can join in too. 
I think. <laughs> well, I uh, I'll lead off with something. Uh, I'll, I definitely could beat you in ping pong. I could beat you in what? Absolutely, I'd smoke you in ping pong. Um, <laughs> I would. We're putting that on. We're putting that on Facebook Live at some point. Okay, let's do that for sure. Right here. Yeah, you need to get back to Austin soon. So and I can. There's a ping. There's a ping pong at your office. Obviously, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I don't remember seeing it. Where's it at? It's right by the steps. When you go up the steps. To the oh, second I level, I, I that yeah, couch area. So uh, I could beat you in that. There's at, at any point in your life, I think I could have beat beaten you in any running competition distance. <laughs> however, no matter how short or long. Offense does I find this to be offensive. Why do you find that to be offensive? <laughs> You're a freaking Olympian. Um, uh, well, how I like? What's your mile time, piles? My best mile. I was not that fast uh, as a miler. I was like probably I ran like a five ten. Five ten? That's not fast. Give me a break. That's for like someone. If you run, no. If anyone that ever ran track in high school, a five ten, you're not getting. You're not winning nothing with that. That's not fast. I never. I, I never cracked. I, I did get close to six minutes one time, but I've never cracked six minutes. Bricky, do you realize? Do you think five ten is fast mile? You probably run really faster fast than that, haven't you? No, I have not. Okay, I have yeah. not. I think the That's fastest bad. I ran was like five forty. Well, I literally ran track. It was like the point. Um, oh, you ran I track. ran a, so, I ran I like a ten oh eight two mile. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, those Damn. are good mile times. Damn. Yeah, yeah, those, those, are, those are really fast. Yeah, my friends actually make fun of me for like being a successful athlete. I'm really not very athletic, so I didn't know, run a ten oh eight. No, it was like it was eleven oh eight. Eleven oh eight. I was trying to math on that. Like the truth no way, comes like, out. Well, yeah. People are going to start doing math there. No, no, I never ran a 10.08. That would have been really fast. I could beat you in probably – I could do more pull-ups than you. Could probably do um, – I'd, I'd, I'd have to cut weight for the pull-up contest. <laughs> pull-ups, push-ups, dips. I could probably do more than you. Yeah, I don't know. Not many sports. I could probably beat you one-on-one in basketball. Just guessing. Oh, I, I, I'd rough you up. Yeah, you probably just back me down like <laughs> Barkley. All right, Bracky, what would you beat Ben Askren in? Uh, I think fantasy football, <laughs> uh, spike ball, oh. for sure. Um, you can even pick your partner. I don't care. Being you in spike ball, I would have said basketball too, but maybe yeah, Ben's probably, size. I can't, I, I can't play basketball very well. I just feel like he could just like physically dominate us. Yeah, so, okay. He'd be a, a lot of the. The answer is a lot of things. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably a lot of things you could beat us, beat us in. Um, Disc golf, MMA, wrestling. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. Um, oh, yeah. That's a sport, too. Jiu-jitsu. That is a sport. Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate, ultimate Frisbee. I'm, I'm actually kind of good at that because I'm pretty. I'm sort of fast uh, and quick. But you can probably really throw go. the Frisbee. Um, well, on, when, you, when you come to Austin, once you get the, the hip situation straightened away, we'll uh, we can rough up some people at Zilker Park. Well, I don't even like running really, so it all, I don't need to run. I don't need a hip for ultimate frisbee. All I do is I stand and I throw, and then maybe I play a little bit of defense and I throw, you know, throw kind of like the quarterback situation. Got it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that was the first question. Um, who has I can't? This is for Ben. Who has better leg defense, Sammy Sasso or Dayton Fix? 
I would say Sasso because I well I think Dayton may be a slightly harder to score on, but Sasso has more big move potential. That's how I see it as well. I was actually going to say Dayton because so few guys even can get in on him, and even when they do, oh, I, th- I thought I thought the question was once they get in. I thought no, you're right. Question. You're right. That that could be how you well, read it. Leg defense, like once they're to a lock. Uh, yeah. Sammy does have more point scoring potential, but Dayton is. Um, Tougher to get to. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Kurt Backus was said it's a. Well, I forget which where, where Kurt Backus landed on this, but there's a big debate. Is it a call oh, a ca- cow Backus, catcher yeah. or cement job? It's that cement job is when you roll this way. That's what I thought too. Um, so, but um, come on. But I'm totally disqualified because I literally I never heard cow catcher never. So I was just in my Virginia bubble. We what called it a, you chin, call in Virginia? a chin and arm. That's all we called chin. it, chin and arm. Chin and arm, too. Chin and really. arm. That's all I thought uh, it was. We, that, that move is uh, the oldest move in wrestling. It has a billion names, depending on where, you, where you're where you at. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the honey badger here in Wisconsin. That's right. And uh, So regional. And Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I've heard it called the snake, cow catcher. Uh, I, the cement job is when you roll this way, which some people then say mixer. the cement mixer is when you roll that way, and the cement job is when you go the other way. That, that's effing confusing. Too much you know, concrete. Like, yeah. Yeah, way, way, way too much concrete. So uh, call whatever the hell you like. I don't think it matters all that much. All right, Bracky, what would you call it? And we'll move on. I don't remember. Really? It wasn't cow well, You don't though. remember. I don't remember what it's called. Brack- but- you got, you have to remember what that move was called. You've been doing it since five years old in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, in West Virginia, that's got to be the go-to pinning combo. Let me think on it. But it was Absolutely. not. It was not. Can we get Brandon Raider on the horn well, or no, something? Uh, the go-to pinning combo is a freaking head and arm. They called it. They called it a cowboy. They call it a cowboy in Virginia too. That's they all call, I knew it as a, a cowboy. The headlock. Yeah, the like it's called a cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, a cowboy. Yep. <laughs> that's so funny. People? That's so Wait, funny they on. call it that in Virginia. That too. was the go-to move. I heard oh, some people so call dumb. that a barnyard, too. Barnyard. Oh, my God. We need to consolidate oh. all the names oh for God. all the moves. That, would, that be would be funny to have a website where it said headlock, and then it listed all the different things based on the regional terms. You know, one thing that I always wonder about, though, is, like, say, a gut wrench, which is obviously very specific. You're wrenching the gut, you know? Like, what's it called in Russia? It's probably not called the gut wrench. Probably not. We need to find out. Well, is Vugar on the on the line? I haven't like, seen him today. Dang it. Is, it! is it called like the belly squeeze or it could be anything? We don't even know. Could be anything. They call the wrestling matches carpet struggle. And this is the Google Translate. So some people are waiting on Facebook and letting us know what they call it in their area. Someone said the egg beater, a reverse snake. <laughs> oh, reverse bulldog. snake? And well, what's it, the forward snake? In Georgia, you got the bulldog. Bulldog, oh so my God. Bulldog is another thing I've heard called a three-quarter Nelson, three-quarter stack. Hey, I gotta plug my computer and give me three seconds. Can you guys can keep talking? <laughs> yeah, we'll keep talking. Ben's getting uh, audio. Uh, no, 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 my my uh, battery. Or get oh battery, got it. Okay, could uh, someone Cooper wants to know if Ben and I can do audio for more matches? He says I felt like I was listening to the '56 World Series. It was awesome. Well, thank you, Cooper. I hope we get to do that again. I certainly want to. Um, yeah, yeah I'm sure. I think probably next year we'll have like more of a solidified plan going into it. This is just like, 
hey, let's try something. And okay, yeah. it was cool, and people seem to like it. And a lot of people listen to it, so I think we'll do it again. Did you enjoy? I it, actually ben? had a yeah, it was fun. I had a few of my parents asking me. They they said, you know, they were at this at the point in time they were just listening to the audio and they were trying to figure out uh, what the hell that was going on during the the situation with the Santo and RBY because um, they couldn't figure out what exactly we were talking about. I guess. Yeah, it's definitely an, an adjustment. You know, I've only really ever commentated matches that people were watching along with me in video. So there is maybe a little change up for describing what's happening, but it was it was yeah. fun. We can do better. Hey, I got I guess I gotta respond to one this Alex Alex D uh whatever his damn name is, whatever. Mm-hmm. He said I blame Ben for every high school referring to a chin whip as an assassin. A chin whip and assassin, they Very are not different. similar at all. So because your high school kids don't know what the hell wrestling moves are, I can't take blame for that. An yeah. assassin is very specific. You, They're laying flat. You lock around deep. You walk around the body. That is what an assassin is. If your kids want to call other things assassins, not on me. Yes. Someone just put in what uh, – and it reminded me. We called it a chancellor. The chin and arm. Oh, I've heard it a called chancellor. that. A chancellor. I don't know why. A chan- what is a chancellor? Uh, <laughs> They're so they try to be so highfalutin in West Virginia. These fancy, fancy names. What um, did a chancellor got to do with putting someone on their back? I don't know. I don't know. But that's what we called it. Someone put it in there and it triggered it. That's <laughs> this this person, an everyday toaster, what? an everyday toaster at Toast Ford Life sixty nine asks, which wrestler owns the biggest revenge win of all time? Bubba over Taylor, Caldwell over Metcalf, Perry over Hendricks, or you could feel free to submit oh. another revenge win. No, those are those are really good ones. I don't. I think. I think the answer is clear for me. It's Perry really? over Hendricks. I think it's Perry over Hendricks. Why? Because Hendricks beat him like seven in a row, and then that because was, it was about uncle. that guy beating that guy. Bubba was yeah. about. There was so much. There was so much additional vitriol. I mean, you were his coach, but that was a kale thing, as more so than it yeah, was I David mean, Taylor. That's David still yeah. part of the revenge, though. Yes. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's up there. Caldwell over Metcalf is not a revenge thing. It's just like he beat yeah, him. I don't feel like that. And then he beat. I mean, they kind of exchanged wins. That was just an epic win, but I don't think it was revenge. I think Perry. Going to Iowa instead of Oklahoma State, losing to Hendricks 10, 11 times, whatever it was, and then finally getting over the hump against that guy. That makes it for me. But, yeah, maybe it, it could be Bubba. Hey, um, I just got a comment on Twitter about the assassin also. Can I, can I say something else? Yeah, Ben, you're, yeah, you, can, <laughs> you don't have to ask. <laughs> Well, I don't want to, you know, butt in on the revenge discussion. Oh my gosh, we went, we went from Sargush hair pulling to Cam Caffey in two seconds. You think okay. you can't ask a question? I pick, I pick uh, Perry over Hendricks. P.S. And said New York State has made the assassin an illegal move. So, so beyond dumb. Obviously, New York State, you guys are idiots. Um, so this is kind of where I fall with the knee pulling. Right? We were talking about yesterday how the how pulling in these certain directions. It's like there's no way that you can quantify all the different ways you can pull the knee, which could possibly hurt it, to make it illegal. Same thing with the assassin. Like, the assassin is essentially a lock around the head and the arm, okay? There's many ways I can lock a headlock, I can lock a headlock, I can lock the way Marinelli does it. There's many ways I can lock around the head and the arm. If I know how to do it right in any of those, I can choke people. 
I absolutely can. Okay. So don't make one way illegal because certain people are getting it tighter than other people. If you're allowed to lock around the head and the arm, you're allowed to lock around the head and the arm. Don't make the assassin illegal. That's dumb. I had no idea that that happened. I had no idea that the assassin was regarded as a, in any way a controversial move. Um, I, I did not either. I didn't either. I think this is probably your fault because you basically brought it to New York. With It's a good move. You taught it to Ben Darmstadt. And now who knows what little extra twist he's putting on it. Now all these New Yorkers are using it New incorrectly. Yorkers. Yeah. They're just choking dudes out. And then they fl- flip over a lot easier. The ref just needs to call the pin. Yeah, just call Get the Get it over with. Call the fall. High school wrestling is crazy. You have all these different rules from state to state. Is the Blair ride yeah. illegal now? I don't know. That that seems to be out there. Yeah. Um, in Illinois. Really? Why? Why is it illegal? I don't be, I There's something about the pressure on the shoulder or the arm or the way it's done. I mean, I don't know. And the, prob- the problem is a lot of these people making these rules, like, they like don't really understand what's happening and they kind of think they may do or maybe or maybe if this crazy thing happened, this could happen. But it's just not all that realistic and you make rules based on it. Yeah, it's not good. Um, someone asked if Buziello would be a better option by the end of the season than Verclearing or Gardner. No way. Buziello's no going to need some time. He had a really rough Edinburgh Open. Um, he's he's not ready for he, – he, he's probably third on that depth chart at best. Yeah. Okay, if Ohio State has three champs and two or more guys AA, Romero, Jordan, or Smith, could they finish second at NCAAs? They are currently, right now, only three points back from Penn State. So, yeah, that's possible. Absolutely, they could. I think it's absolutely great. Did Mark Hall just get Carvered, or would you consider the Kimmer the favorite at 174? You think he got Carvered, right? I think he got Carvered. Man, yeah. have you ever – did you ever experience anything like that where you were like the atmosphere or something about it is like – is impacting my uh, my performance? Um, it's good, This is going to be a funny answer because it wasn't like uh, pressure-based. But when I wrestled in a few of those pro matches, I was also running the tournament and I was doing a whole bunch of other things. I was running the event. And so like I literally wore myself out because I was just doing too much shit. And so when I then it takes time to step on the mat, I'm like, oh, I'm freaking exhausted. I've been running this tournament. I've been running this event. I've been making sure these guys get to the hotel. I've been doing all this stuff. And that was, you know, so anytime mental, you know, people allow the mental pressure to get to them. That's what I saw in Mark Hall. And listen, is it going to be really competitive at nationals and big tens? Yes. But I think Mark Hall is going to win both those matches in highly competitive bouts. Totally. Okay. Um, Looking, we got some more questions here. Someone asking about Flo Merch. Wait, What's wait, that wait, what, what, what do you, what do you, wait, what do you guys think? Do I think he got Carvered? Yes. <sighs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I just think when. So basically, if if a performance is so out of line with what you have seen throughout a person's entire career, I think you have to attribute it to something different, right? I just don't think it's just a. Uh, a super down match. I mean, a down match for Mark Hall doesn't look like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I do think it was something like that, but I also do think there's way more to the the Kimmer-Hall dynamic than I ever expected coming into that match. I thought it was a nightmare matchup for Mark Hall, and 
or for Kimmer. And I don't yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. Even if he did get Carver, I still feel like this is v- it's way more of a match than I than I expected. Bracky, yeah. same or what? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a combination of two things. Maybe the gap's not as far, or it's much closer than we thought it was. But it just, I don't know. At the end of the end of the match, it didn't look like Mark Hall. You know what I mean? He 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 looked tired. He looked gassed. He doesn't usually look like that. Um, just yeah. looks different. It looks different, right? Hey, yes. the the other thing, and this might bring up a big philosophical discussion. Love it. The other. The other thing, I feel like Mark Hall might just be burnt out. Oh. Um, I mean, this is a guy we've seen compete less and less as he's gotten older. And being older, meaning he is a senior in high school, it's not like he's 30 years old like Jordan Burroughs, right? And so it's like we've also seen this guy. This guy wrestled in effing seven high school state championships. He wrestled one in Kentucky and then six in, in Minnesota. This guy was everywhere every weekend all the way through high school. Um, and, you know, it feels like he's just – over it like he does you know and there's not really a lot of talk about him competing past college which if you would ask that question four years ago everyone would have said he's probably gonna be a world team member by now um he hasn't if, if I'm, i don't think i'm wrong but i don't think he's competed well he competed at the world team trials one time right but he hasn't competed a whole lot besides that uh in freestyle no i mean they took he took last i don't think he wrestled last year freestyle and I so think last, he, last year was the year he was at the trials two years ago he didn't wrestle at all did he go 86 at the trials? No, oh, yeah, that's 79. Right. 79. Oh, yeah, and Zahid beat him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't – yeah, there could be something to that. Um, I, there could be just something to – this guy wanted to be an Olympic champion, and he is just screwed by how big he is. And, and, and I wonder if that – is that in his head at all? It's like, I don't know if Mark Hall – I mean, he said when he uh, made well, 74 the last time, he was never going to make it again. And I don't think he'll ever well, be a but- full-size 86. Think about how small David Taylor was when he came out of college, and now he's kind of a big 86, right? Additionally, the freestyle weight classes change all the time, so I don't think, I don't think that's it. I mean, I, I just, oh, so yeah. I feel like, I mean, I feel like just if I kind of look back on myself as I got older, I, I desired to compete less than when I was a kid, and I wasn't pushed less, you know, as much when I was a kid. I, especially not to the level Mark Hall was, you know. And I ramped up as high school got over, and then I kept ramping up as college went on. And it's like, if we've seen a kid who's been competing at the highest levels for a long time, it's Mark. Who else has competed in seven high school state championships? I think the answer is no, nobody, right? I've never heard of such a thing. He wrestled one year in Kentucky and then six years in Minnesota. I mean, yeah. the other ones that you could point out that were kind of on this same track were the Manville brothers. Um, and obviously that's not turning out all that great either. And so, I, you know, I really do think mentally – you know, when I when I when I look at Sem's schedule and I look at uh, Blair's schedule, it's like, man, you know. And I know the answer is maybe I'm wrong on this, but is that healthy for high school kids to be traveling that much and competing that much at a high level? And I, I don't know that the answer to that is yes or no. It's just something I consider. And obviously, all kids are going to take competition differently. But you know, again, Mark Hall is the guy who was he was everywhere. Yeah, I, I think I think there's probably something to it there's definitely there's there's an undeniable component of if, if you just compete so much so much there's there does come a point in time where it's uh can be adverse yeah. and whether and, that's and and make it and making weight all the time and being you know a lot of these kids this is the separate they, they start tying their 
their value to their competition results, right? Their value as a person. Like people will only think I'm great if I really win. And that's, that's where it gets really, really dangerous in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't know Mark Hall whatsoever. So uh, I'm just kind of speaking more broadly, but obviously Mark Hall is someone we've watched. I mean, you guys did the flow film on him how many years ago? We, we've been following this guy forever. Before I even worked at Flow, the prodigy. Like, the prodigy was like 2012 or early yeah. 2013. Yeah, no, good point. Okay, Ben, is it a detriment oh. if Spencer doesn't go seven minutes until NCAAs, or is his high level training enough? It doesn't matter. Would you prefer he got tested beforehand? Uh, I mean, I said, I said two years ago, I didn't think he was going to go seven minutes the whole year. So no, I don't, I don't see it as an issue. Okay, no issue, no problem. Why are high school duels moving to a thing of the past? Many schools are scheduling more tries and quads. Thoughts? I think this one's actually easy because really? because you schedule a duel. You're you're this day and age the the weight class how few lineups are full. It's just not enough matches. You got guys going. Half your team's not going to get a match. Teams bump around for, for for forfeits and all kinds of craziness. Um, I think they're they're having tries and quads just so their guys are actually when they go to a competition they get to compete because it's harder and harder to fill. For, I think it. I, I that's just something I'm saying. I can't statistically yeah. back that up, but I believe it's harder and harder to fill a lineup. I think there's way too many high school weight classes. I think you could start at 103 or 106 and end at heavyweight and just have 10 weights. And I think it would be way better off. I think there's too many weight classes. Yeah. I mean, I at least the duels I see around the southeast Milwaukee area, um, a lot of them are full. I think there's a healthy duel schedule in the few conferences. Are there teams that don't fill up? Yeah. Um, and I actually would be in favor of, especially smaller schools, being able to go to a 10 or 11 weight class format. I think that would be really healthy. And then expand back to 14 for the state tournaments. Um I don't. I don't agree with you guys. Is there are too many weight classes? I in, in the area that I'm in, most of the best teams fill their most of the teams filled their lineup. Um, not all, but most. And you know, I just don't. I, I don't see as condensing the weight class as a problem. I think if you wanted to do it during the dual season for small schools, I think that's cool. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And that's that's my background is small schools. And the time I coached, maybe two of the years we had full lineups and that was if everything fell right and we had to move a small guy up and do some crazy stuff to make it happen to say you technically have a full lineup but it was really tough and you know buffalo gap was not an exception there were teams in worse positions right and even right now i think it's really tough so i think the the smaller schools is just a lot harder and I, i would like to see reduced weight classes yeah, and the the other comment uh, there would be, I think, and this is kind of, um, oh, it was actually, I got interviewed by uh, this other guy, what's his damn wrestling, wrestling changed my life. He interviewed me yesterday. Yeah, Ryan Warner. Ryan Warner. And he asked me, if I was a college coach, what would my schedule look like? And I said, I don't really necessarily love the way college coaches, it seems like they're going to like a 25 to 30 match schedule. And I feel like that's just, a little too few, and I feel like mm. I would like to have some guys compete more. I don't know. I haven't done. I haven't ran a college team, so I, you know, I'd have to feel it out. Maybe that is right. Maybe it's wrong. Um, but you know, I think high school coaches, kind of across the board, feel like more is better. And there's been this push to get more and more and more matches. 
And so that's probably another reason why guys are going to tries and quads because they want to minimize minimize the times that you – because there's a maximum amount of weigh-ins. So minimize the amount of weigh-ins that only have one match to go along with it. Yeah. I I always felt like the the high school schedule is like, man, I just want like two weeks where we can just train and not have to yeah. go somewhere Wednesday night and Saturday and just like let's just be here and, and get better. So I think there's something to that. But to your point, you, you want some more matches at the college level if that's kind of your impulse. But I feel like Penn State's kind of – they're the team, but whether they're going to win this year or not doesn't matter. Like they've kind of set the bar for process, I think. But but just because, just because, I mean, right? There's a whole bunch of different components in their process, and we don't know exactly what it is because Kale doesn't talk about it. So one of their components is not for many matches, and so we don't know if that is the one factor that's allowing them to get that much better. Well, I mean, it's it's probably a thousand different decisions that have got them yeah. to this point, but it's just one of them, right? And yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the argument the, the argument for me for – so I, I view competition in, in and of itself as a skill. And I think, you know, the argument you'd make at the high school level is, hey, these guys haven't competed that much. They need to practice competing to get better at that skill of competing. Whereas at the college level, and specifically Penn State, I mean, they've gotten the, the blue chip of the blue chip. So hopefully those guys understand how to compete by the time they get there. And they don't need to do it a whole bunch of times uh, in order to – uh, you know, compete at the highest levels. Right. So. Uh, was Zahid doing Street Beast before Street Beast was cool? Do you remember Street Beast, Ben? We talked about him a lot on FRL. We watched him uh, a lot here at Flow. Is it, is it like bum fights? Because I kind of remember bum fights. So Street Beefs is a Virginia <laughs> YouTube Street Beefs, guys. Backyard fighting thing. Where these people have arguments or not arguments, and they just have these terrible backyard MMA matches, basically bare knuckle, where they just fight and wrestle in this dirt floor okay. or dirt ground, right? So we used to yeah. talk about them a lot. So, and you said that Zahid did one at, at age 12. That, that, he alleges, I cannot prove this. <laughs> you can't prove it, but we can take Zahid at his word. So I think okay. the answer is yes. He was, he was before Street Beast, because at age 12, that was almost like, probably 10 years ago street beefs were not founded in uh by 2010 so therefore one of christian dressers was in street beefs check them oh, out oh no come on yeah baby mongoose <laughs> i swear um, is that mongoose is his nickname or are you from such a redneck part of virginia that they actually <laughs> name people mongoose listen to this listen to this his name my dad he he was he was okay. He was pretty good. Not my dad. This wrestler, my That's, dad. Your, your your dad was good at street beefs. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. Would have been. Uh, he's kind of old. He's like seventy something. But okay. he gave him this kid the nickname the mongoose after he won districts. So he like pounced on him. He's like you were like a mongoose. And then I had no idea he ever took to that nickname. We never called him mongoose at any point. Then he's up on street beefs. Nick, his, his fight name is Mongoose. I'm like, wow, how did this happen? This is great. The nickname stuck years uh, later. So Tracy Piles gave him that nickname? Tracy Piles gave him the nickname Mongoose. And he wow. just he didn't break it out until uh, his Street Beefs debut. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, so funny funny stories. I wish you were from Virginia, Ben. Be. <laughs> you could be helping my home state. Um, uh. Okay, it's 945 deep in the heart of Texas. Uh, so, do you have any parting thoughts, Ben? Um, 
No, I'm excited uh, for this Wisconsin-Penn State duel that we just talked about. I think it's going to be a real good duel. I hope Wisconsin packs the, packs the crowd, and I, I, it's going to be a, fun, a bunch of fun matches. Okay, yeah, looking forward to that as well. Well, I won't be here tomorrow, Ben. Uh, I didn't tell you that. What? but I'm go- Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bad back-to-back week stretch here. But I'm going who's to the- – uh, who's number one for grappling? Is uh, Who's the crew? Me, Bra- me Bracky, and Nomad? It may just be you two because everyone is All going right. places. Is everyone gone? I think everyone's gone. I'll I'll see if we can get a replacement, but I know you two could definitely hold it down and then some All if right. it comes down to it. Maybe <laughs> Bracky would have to sign off on this, but maybe Sion makes an appearance. No, Who knows? I'm, I'm cool yes. with that. Yes. <laughs> Look at yes. Ben's eyes it. lit up so great. Yes. I don't know if we Let's can have – Listen, I'm dead serious. He can't be on an hour and a half. Something crazy will get happen. <laughs> will happen. <laughs> it, can be it is Bobby Douglas. Uh, appreciate. So we gotta have him on. It does kind of tie. Yeah. You gotta have. You gotta have him on. Um, thanks so much for listening. 455 strong. 456 coming at you tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you. Never seen Ben so excited. <laughs>